Hey guys, welcome back to the Dirty Zen Podcast. I'm your host, Landon. And in this episode, I want to talk about some of my most recent experiences with COVID-19. Now, I had never contracted this virus before until about a week ago. And I want to talk about its um, lessons that it's been teaching me. And, you know, the title of this episode is The Trap with Depending on the 3D for Inner Satisfaction. So I'm going to begin to expand a little bit on that and how that ties into my experience with COVID. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But let's just start at the beginning and talk about some of the things that come along with depending on, you know, the 3D and the material world for that inner satisfaction and gratification. See, the problem with depending on the material and 3D world for satisfaction is that we lose our ability to cultivate inner peace. Even if you've had some kind of spiritual awakening, you can still experience this trap over and over again. And for me, that's exactly what had happened during COVID. Especially in the Western world, people have many vices, many things they depend on for comfort. I am also guilty of this. I have my own little vices and sensory experiences that I was depending on and actually attached to for joy and for inner peace. But it's because it's a big part of this culture. And if you are not careful, you can fall back into this cultural conditioning. I have found that a lot of vices people choose to seek comfort in are actually pleasurable experiences to take part in, at least on some level. Maybe over time these things begin to fall away and appear meaningless, but for the moment they are providing great satisfaction. I mean, why else would you partake in them if they didn't feel good? The trouble with this that I have found is that once something is taken away from us or ceases to be in some fashion. We lose the balance we were once familiar with holding. It was something that was just keeping us above the water. You know, we were doing such a fabulous job of trying to keep it all together. And then suddenly our whole scene is bad. Something happens and it all just falls apart. Maybe it's a relationship that ends or you lose your ability to taste food. Like I I did when I had COVID, which is what I want to talk more about. Because yeah, I lost my ability to taste food. And it can sound silly at first. I mean, yeah, you lost your ability to taste for a little while, but it came back, right? Well, yeah, fortunately it did, but what if it hadn't? And this was the question that was on my mind during this experience. And I was reading things online that would say, oh, it wouldn't come back until six months later, and that would be the longest maximum time. And I was actually contemplating, you know, what would happen if it never came back? And This, man, this was a big trap for me. Because can I just say, you know, in my own little personal bubble, in my personal world, I rely on food, or I relied, um, I would say, hopefully after this lesson, my attachment is loosening a little bit, but I was relying on different foods um, for comfort and joy. You know, if something came up in my life where I was experiencing a hard time, um, spiritually speaking, like mentally, I would um, just automatically kind of go for different foods that were bringing me comfort. 
And sometimes you're aware of this and sometimes you're not. And I think I was aware of this to some degree, but not to the degree that I had um, been trying to connect with food during this experience over and over again. And I realized like how many times throughout the day I think about food, like subconsciously. Like I will go to food often for for comfort and joy and this experience really showed me that I was dependent upon it so it's interesting it's only after I lost my taste did I realize how much other human beings are also dependent for you know food for gratifying experiences it's literally a part of the culture it's like suddenly I couldn't taste anymore and everyone wanted to go out to eat <laughs> or give me sweet treats as gifts or partake in all the smells and tastes that are associated with fall and autumn. You know, like apple cider and pumpkin pie, all these things that people can indulge themselves in and I couldn't taste any of it, even if I tried. You know, and because of this, I began to realize pretty quickly early on how dependent I was upon these experiences for joy as well you know like especially the fall and autumn that's what really tripped me up the most because everyone was so busy enjoying this particular season and everything that's associated with it and a big part of that is food and it was something I personally couldn't partake in because I couldn't taste it and I was extremely disappointed by that um you know I would try over and over again to connect to food and my cravings didn't go away either like my cravings would come up for certain foods and I would think to myself man I could really eat that right now knowing that when I go to eat it I'm not gonna be able to taste it but that didn't stop me I would try and go for these cravings and eat food so that I could connect to it and I would re-experience disappointment over and over again and all this time this is happening I'm being super dramatic about it I'm like oh my gosh he can't taste the food now what will he do you know and I started to remember that I had actually asked for this experience yeah when I first got COVID I had actually wondered if my taste would leave because I was already so aware of my attachment to food already I said to myself, wouldn't it be something if I just lost my ability to taste for a while so I can begin to loosen my attachment to it? And then it happens and I ask, why me? <laughs> and it's almost like God is just watching and saying, be careful what you ask for, because that's exactly what I got. And I was speaking to a friend about it and he asked me, why in the world would you ask for something like that? Like, why would you invite that into your experience? And all I could think of to say was because the truth will set me free. And that's exactly what I was learning about in this experience. I began to surrender to it and just sort of settle into it, recognize, okay, there's nothing I can do to change this experience. I can try to eat and drink whatever it is I want. And every single time, I'm not going to be able to taste it. So you might as well just surrender to the experience. And once I did that, I began to recognize its limitations. All these external things we are depending on are 
limitations. They are within set limits, and it's only until we have the experience of them no longer ceasing to be or seeming meaningless in some way, only then can we utilize this as a teaching moment to remind us that we are limitless. All the time we are focusing on the problem and we forget why it's here for us. That's exactly what I did. But once I realized this, I began to see how fearful we get, how much negative connotation is around certain mysteries. Even the word mystery seems to sound negative. It's like, oh, mystery, you know? It just means something is not yet known. It's neither good nor bad. It just means something is not yet known. No, but it's only after the dust settles that you begin to recognize that the truth does set you free, but in the meantime, you're busy creating a big fuss about it until you get to that exact moment. And when you get there, when you arrive in that moment, you say, well, that wasn't so bad, was it? We all do this. I have done this multiple times, no matter how much I know intellectually about spirituality it seems that i always am so dramatic about it because i'm falling into this trap and forgetting who it is i really am but this changes the way we see experiences like the dark night of the soul we see that the purpose of the experience is not only to cause you pain and suffering that is a very third dimensional way of looking at it and although it's a very heavy experience, it is in fact here to illuminate the very truth that you are beyond any limitation. So, you know, we call it the dark night of the soul, but is it really a dark night if in some way or some fashion it is illuminating something that needs to be seen? But yes, it is in fact illuminating that we are beyond any limitation. There isn't a single limit to your being. You are God-made manifest. But we have to tap into our own inner peace, which is available to us in the here and now. And that's what this experience was providing me and any other experience that we have. If we're looking at it in terms of, you know, beyond food, but maybe relationships. If you are dependent upon seeking something in the external world for joy and comfort. You are ignoring the fact that you have your own well of inner peace. And if these things begin to fall away from your waking life, or if they begin to seem meaningless, only then will you experience that you have no inner peace that's able to support you and, you know, I guess make you feel positive no matter what's happening. Not even just positive, but um, peaceful, you know. And it, it, this experience made me realize that it was time for me to stop being so dependent upon the outside and to focus on the inside because that is what determines how happy and peaceful I am. And so... Like I said, even if you are spiritually awake, you may fall for this trap multiple times. I have done this multiple times. This is not the first experience I've had that has had to remind me, hey, 
you're a bit focused on the external, it's time for you to tune into yourself and develop your own inner peace. And it's only until you step in the here and now, in the present moment, that you begin to realize how much peace is available to us at all times, even as these certain limitations begin to fall away and, and leave us in some way. Our inner, inner peace is always available in the present moment. So I just wanted to share this particular experience because I feel like that can provide a lot of insight you know, into being dependent upon certain things, if you can relate to this experience in some way and, and relate to, you know, being attached to food like, like I am or was rather, then you can begin to realize um, that it is important always to tune into yourself and develop your own inner peace. So with that being said, um, yeah, hopefully this episode provided some great insight for you and hopefully you're enjoying your morning maybe with a cup of coffee or tea I actually finished my cup of coffee after um, uh, well before speaking because I was so eager to to share this experience because yeah the truth definitely sets us free and when I recognize that again suffering is grace and I'm now able to connect in a more authentic way and I have more clarity now I just was so excited about that and you know connecting now to my own inner peace is very satisfying if not the most satisfying experience and I was just super excited to to share some of that with you today so as always guys I will see you in the next episode thank you for listening and I hope you are enjoying the podcast Peace and namaste.